think about it, everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on Uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white bread land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? Uh, yes, indeed. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Are you out there? Are you listening? It is good to see you guys. Another week just flying by. And man, I'll tell you what, is time flying or what? And it's, it's about to get some real fun out there. So let's start off with this. You're looking live at the Foxhole.app. That's right, the Foxhole.app. One place where you can find all of the great patriots who have been trying to uh, bring as much of the truth that they can find to uh, the masses. And so help support all of these platforms such as the Foxhole.app. And if you can, help support those guys monthly. Just click support us up there, and uh, you can help uh, buy those dudes a cup of coffee once a month and and help support uh, you know expanding the platform and making it bigger and better than it is. We are also live on every single podcast you can find out there, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google, iHeart, actually not live on all of them, uh, will be recorded and put into them later. But anyways, uh, previous show content on UncensoredAve.com. That's where you can find it. Brothers Uncensored official website. Steve Franson on yesterday, a fun discussion with a very eclectic book writer, music, musician, streamer, and activist. A pretty interesting conversation if you guys missed that yesterday. Uh, highly suggest you guys uh, maybe uh, help lift Steve up. Uh, Steven's a great guy, and he's, uh, like the rest of us, has been slammed by censorship uh, the newsletter is up. Uh, if you want to help uh, get uh, uh, get an email a week, let you know what you missed last week, what's upcoming the week after, that's all that's for. Foxhole, Twitch, YouTube hates us, fuck them, DLive. CloudHub is another free speech platform. Help support CloudHub and Tiger Network as well. Tor3.com is where you can find those other free, free speech platforms that help uh, lift up patriots who've been censored. The blog is up, previous show links where you can find those. If you missed them and you couldn't find them, that's where you can find them. Why I need an AR-15. I rather enjoyed reading that article the other day <laughs> uh how you can help support us cash app paypal patreon is where you can do that each one of us joe and i have the links if you join patreon you get access to our private discord and you can see what we're cooking and when i'm going fishing next which by the way will be this weekend if not tonight <laughs> the uh rise attire usa.com is up and now they got censored so those guys are working behind the scenes very hard but don't forget rise attire usa.com is a, is a huge supporter of this channel and we could not bring you what we bring you without their support we appreciate them very much finally Click on the underground printing store links right there, and you get you get your uncensored gear, man. That's where you can find it. I want my news uncensored shirts, new swag up there. As you can see, new lady shirts, new men's shirts, and the hats are still up, which I kind of like the hats, by the way. Anyways, that's what I got for you guys today. Finally, First Amendment Praetorian is the security team that is crowdfunded in security services for patriot movements and for people who just want to be heard. Help support First Amendment Praetorian by going to 1A Praetorian, P-R-A-E-T-O-R-I-A-N.com. That's how you can help support them. And that is the business of the day. Let me get my bro Joe in here to welcome our our uh, Foxhole Friday guest of the day. Joe, what's good, bro? How are you, man? 
What's up, brother? How's it going? I just want to say a quick shout out to everybody in uh, Foxhole and DLive, of course. I want to say a quick shout out to my sister, Dawn, who had to go to the ER this morning and found out that she has a torn muscle uh, in her uh, in her chest, I believe. Right. And uh, so she's out from about four to six weeks, unfortunately, and hopefully you're going to let that heal. So prayers out to Texas girl, 71 D Patriot, 1776, one Eagle five, Diane Brodine. Good to see you out there. Belushi. What's up, brother? Good talk with you last night. And uh, always good to catch up with you. Sly Park 2020. And I see some gold pills floating in Darth Q three, six, nine. Yes. Green beard is in the house. That's correct. Uh, Zozo dude. What's up, brother? Good to see you go. Abe go. He says, Laura QAnon. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Sly Park again, uh, just all kinds of great Patriots out there better lately. Good to see you out there too, as well. Brother Miguel California in D live. What is up brother? Good to see you out there. Palladius AF soldier, 1980 Joey G and Facebook jail. Put that badge on. Can't forget it proudly. Joey G can't forget our Twitch fam, Chris and Aliyah and others over there in Twitch, just kind of hanging about cloud hub. Also the great team over there. So it's, it's, it's awesome to have such an eclectic wide range group of people here today. It is, it is man. And it's Friday. It's fucking Friday, man. Let's not lie. It's fucking fucking Friday. Friday. We got green beard here today. We decided that we're just going to talk about weed the entire show. So (laughs) sit back, relax, I got a quick little opener. I was going to play like a song or something, but guys, this gives me the feels. I wanted to play it yesterday. Uh, we had a great discussion with uh, Stephen Franzen, by the way, as Abe mentioned, uh, just a very eclectic guy, very nice guy, a patriot, um, talking about peaceful parenting uh, and, of course, some other, a lot of other things as well. But uh, this, I know everybody's probably seen by now, but I just figured, man, let's just play it anyways. Here we go. Oh, no, come on. Oh, yeah, this is great. Hang on a second. That's not funny. That's Facebook for you. Oh, there you go. Can you see by the dawn's early light what's so proud? That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. That just gives me all the feels. And speaking of someone who gives me all the feels, Greenbeard, good to have you here, brother. How are you today? I'm all right, man. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. I love that. 
in a yeah, very man. no Cuomo kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> and better lately, he's like, all right, now drop the gloves. Yes, that's how we do it here in America. Yes. We're getting real comfy already, man. <laughs> man. I'll tell you what, though. I did I did uh, see that go around. And, you know, there's something to be said from what where that's coming from in the crowd. There's a lot of people. I'm watching the Cubs game right now. By the way, Cubs up 7-5 to five over St. Louis. Nice. Middle of the eighth inning. Um, and the same thing there. You're seeing the full pack stadium, people all just happy to be out, not talking about politics, not talking about critical race theory, just out to have a good time, man. And it's kind of nice to see that again. You know what I'm saying? In New oh, York, yeah. in New York, I was yeah. like, holy shit, man. I mean, that that just blew me away. You know, first and foremost, the fact that she just took it, she took it on herself to like, listen, it's not about me. It's about you guys drops the mic. And like you guys sing. And I was like, yes, that's how yeah. we do it, man. And I just, every time I see that, I got goosebumps right now, man. It just, it gives me such a huge, huge lift up because man, I know there's a lot of people out there like, man, I don't see this shit happen. I don't see, you know, I see this, I'm black pill, blah, 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 turn in for a two minute video, a minute, 45 seconds, watch that and tell me there ain't Patriots out there that are ready and willing to fight for their country. It's all I got to say. It's all I got to say, man. Come on. Totally agree. Totally agree. You know, it's kind of fun to watch. I mean, I think a lot of us for the last six months have just been trying to, well, deal with reality in front of us. (laughs) Um, and I think, you know, we went from a, a lot of, of, uh, ways that we went about doing shows back in the day that maybe we've changed the way we're doing things or the, what we're discussing or how we're doing it. Go back to your, go, go back to your first like 10 shows, man. When you first started doing this, what were your shows like? What kind of content did you cover and why did you want to start doing this kind of thing in front of a mic? Oh, my first 10 shows, man. Uh, that was back in like, I don't know, 2016, 20 or yeah, 2016, I think I got on Periscope the first time. 2017, you know, was uh, when it really started to take off. But, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, I was trying it out. You know, I felt like God was nudging me to get out here and do a broadcast, and I didn't really, I didn't really know what to do, so I did a lot of experimental stuff. You know, chill chats from the couch, you know, board and car line. Uh, you know, I thought I was going to be the juice guy at Periscope for a little while, teach everybody how to juice their vegetables. I don't know. I was trying to come up with something and then uh, right. find a niche somewhere. Got, yeah. And then I, I, I you know, I, I kind of got the nudge, you know, why don't you just, uh, why don't you read your Devo? And I had Jen had just got me, my wife had just got me a Jesus calling devotional for Christmas that year. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll read that. I could do that. It'd be a, a conversation starter. And I uh, just kind of took off from there. So for the first things you first started doing was bringing faith to uh, to more people. Is that is that basically uh, what you're what you're telling me? Yeah, because when you know when live streaming first came out, you know you before you had any followers or you were really following anybody, you know I'd open up the Periscope app and it was just a bunch of bunch of douchebags out there, you know, doing <laughs> terrible stuff, you know, just you know like doing terrible things, roasting each other, being mean, you know, kicking puppies, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I figured, well, you know, I'll I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to bring something good, you know. So I didn't know exactly what that looked like, but gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I, I didn't good. know that that was your original motivation to to kind of start doing this. I so obviously then your your faith in your in what you believe in is very strong inside of you, and you felt the need 
being kind of called to to bring that kind of in a preacher style to 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 church on your channel. I love that. That's kind of what we're trying to do with Amy Joe. Just not necessarily call yeah. it bring it church, but um, you bring a couple people together to pray, and you you basically have a church. And that's kind of yeah. I think that kind of thing is also what a lot of people are feeling. They may not understand what they're feeling, but there is a change, a spiritual change happening in our world. Do, do you agree with that? Do you agree that there's a spiritual battle and spiritual change happening in, in our world, whether, whatever that world may be, <laughs> define, oh, oh. however you want to define what the world is? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, I definitely know, I definitely don't bring it in a religious way. I bring it in like, a, you know, I was, a, I was a scumbag loser in my life. You know, I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I couldn't stay out of jail. I was mean. I was, you know, all kinds of things. I was an abused kid. I was a throwaway. And, you know, I mean, I, uh, I got radically saved, man. I mean, God came into my life and he saved it. And, you know, I think my gig out here has always been to bring hope and, and kind of, kind of make sense, you know, a modern day fisherman, if you will, you know, kind of make sense of the Jesus stuff, red pill people for Christ a little bit. Cause you know, I had to get red pilled for it. Yeah. You know, it took the guy a year to witness to me, but uh, yeah. And, and there's definitely, Man, all along this movement, you know, five years of broadcasting, I've really seen it from, you know, going from a place where people were kind of a little skittish, a little nervous to talk about God and talk about their faith and things like that, to now, especially over the last few years, seeing people really come into, really come into the knowledge of God and, and find out how much God loves them. And, you know, you, you face some of this evil that we've seen over the last few years, what we've uncovered and everything. And I mean, people are coming running to God now. Yeah. It, it, for good reason. I mean, yeah. um, I've made the statement on the channel and we had a pretty good discussion about how Jesus's original teachings were destroyed in 67, uh, somewhere around there, AD, when uh, the Romans basically destroyed everything they left behind in Turkey, where all of his teachings were taught. I, I believe that the Bible has been manipulated by uh, generations to help control people. And I don't believe in a literal translation of the Bible. I believe they're trying to teach lessons about history's past and uh, why people uh, live ways they do or why people try to learn lessons they do. A lot of other people take a much more literal translation of the Bible that I don't necessarily subscribe to. I don't hold it, you know, I hope, I hope not, nobody holds my version of what I believe against me and I don't hold it against anyone else. But there's a lot of talk that there's uh, world events linking, linking and looking like Revelations. Where yeah. is your take on where we are on the spiritual war, and and where what's your take on the Bible as a literal or prophetic translation? Well, the the great thing about the Bible is like my Bible is not the same as your Bible. Even if we have the same the same one, you know, we ordered from the same from the same place the same day, because the Word is a living Word, so it's going to speak to you in different ways. God's going to kind of nudge you impress things upon you you're gonna have things going on in your own life and you know so you're gonna see it like that but um i i like i read uh, i read that devo every day and there's scripture references and i think one of the one of the breakthroughs i've had with people over the last year or so is like they're not just scripture references i'm i'm, I'm putting them out there like they're g drops right you know q doesn't drop every day but but g does you know so you know you get these bible posts you go back and you do a little bit of a dig and you find out some things and, you know, talking about like the, the historical things, one of the things I've realized, especially over the last year or so, 
is that, you know, Jesus was up against the deep state of the day back then. And, you know, he had the fake news and, you know, there was yeah. all these different things going on. I mean, it's totally relatable. And then you think about, you think about us, you know, the Patriots out here, the Anons and stuff like that. We're the, we're the modern day disciples, you know, out here, out yeah. here, you know, just slinging truth and bringing people back to the Lord and, you know, bringing our country back and taking care of our families and our kids and our dogs and, Bringing the culture back, really, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, you know, between like you and Amy Joe and many others, you know, White Hat, um, you know, Neo. bringing that. What's that? Neo. Neo. Yeah, Neo. Exactly. You guys, you girls, you patriots that are are reversing a culture in which is still to this day being attacked daily yeah. all over the world. We are literally still being attacked. And, and just to kind of expand upon what you had said earlier about, you know, people kind of slowly coming awake and maybe scared to come awake and scared to talk about God and scared to, because they're afraid they're going to get attacked. Uh, Literally. I mean, it's, it's a scary thing. So when you guys step out and do the kind of thing you do, you're really stepping out on a, on a pretty big ledge there and taking the culture back and fighting the good fight. And regardless of what anybody thinks about, you know, the true believings um, of, of the Bible or God or, or whatever, you're just kind of telling your personal stories and hoping that other people kind of, you know, grasp on to what you're throwing out. Right. I mean, it's, it's not about, you know, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. Uh It's not all about that. Your personal experiences, the things that you went through truly is what creates you. And that's what I love about you and others uh, as well out there doing this kind of uh, God's work thing. It's amazing, man. It really is. Yeah. When I, when I first started doing this, I mean, you got to think about it. Obama was still in the office when, when I started broadcasting <laughs> and, and started stepping out. I mean, we couldn't say Merry Christmas at that point. You know, yeah. it had to be like Happy Holidays. I mean, you you really got shamed for bringing God's name up. Don't yeah. bring up Jesus. You could talk about Allah and you could talk about Muslims, uh, Muhammad, all that stuff. But if you bring up the name of Jesus, it would freak people out. I think there's still a reason for that. Yep. But, you, you know, it was very scary to step out. And, you know, I didn't want to be controversial. I didn't want to. I didn't want to cause any waves. I didn't want to do anything like that, you know? So I, I, I kept myself a little bit guarded, you know, it was, but one thing I noticed right away was I had a ton of atheists that would follow me. Right. And they would come in my chat and stuff and, you know, where most people would block them or mock them or kick them out of there. I was just nice to them, you know, cause it wasn't that long ago, you know, I was playing for the other team. So, you know, I was always just really respectful, really nice to them. Uh, we had all these street epistemologists and all this stuff that would come in there and start trying to trip you up and, and question you about your faith and everything. And I just held my own, you know, it's just my experience, strength and hope. I mean, I am an ordained pastor now, but I mean, it was honestly like probably one of the worst things I ever did was go get myself ordained. Cause then all the people started shitting on me, you know, Oh, you can't do this anymore. Oh, you can't say that anymore. Oh, you can't do that. You know, I, I drop F bombs and stuff with my Devo and stuff all the time. Not the, I'm just a regular guy, you know, yeah. I mean, think about those fishermen back in the day, you know, who's ever been around some fishermen. There's some rough and tumble guys, man. I, I trust me. I totally get it. And I, I, I try to have people look past adjectives and, and nouns when I use them and focus on the, the message. And that's, what's important. And that's, you know, I think as a society, we could all agree uh, less of that kind of restrictions and how we say and what we say it is, is, not good for us. We should be more direct. We should be exactly say what you mean and mean what you say. And, and 
it, sometimes people get their their feathers ruffled a little bit if you say things that they don't necessarily like and it's for me it's just too bad i just don't deal with it man and it's you know i think i think as a society if we were all more direct in what we wanted to say we would be kind of have that accountability in our speech and what we say that would be a good thing for us <laughs> well that's, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, is, well, number one, we named the, the channel uncensored for a fucking reason uh, because we're tired of being censored, man. I mean, me and Al and, and everybody else, like we just talked about Joey, too, man. Joey, I lost I lost a Facebook account where I had an account that had over 15,000 people and it was called The Storm Has Arrived. I hit one million views in a week. And man, they just yanked it from me. You know how much information and how much stuff I had posted on there? Believe me, man, it sucks. But guess what? We got to keep fighting. We got to keep going. That is the, the general consensus. Of course, I have to do a quick shout out to a Texas tan girl, D Patriot 1776, Nosy Poke, Joe and Abe. Great show. And you just started. Hey, hey, pedal to the metal. That's right, guys. Me and my brother are just getting rolling the last couple of months. Uh, D, uh, Darth Q369 Shades warms my soul. Warms my, you guys warm my soul. Uh, Darth Q369 again. Q is part brought me back to God. Amen, brother. Same Amen. here. It definitely helped restore my faith. There's a well. truth that's not and talked about mean. in the mainstream media by the Daily Beast meatheads and Media Matters numb nuts. How many <laughs> people have been brought brought back to uh, to Jesus and and their faith? Um, you know, relifted back up again. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. You know, I, I got an audio Bible, you know, I pirated it off a of lime LimeWire 14 years ago when I got, when I got, but you know, when I came to God and everything and in the last year I've had over a thousand people have downloaded that thing, wow. you know, and all I'm talking to is, is Patriots and you know, like some, uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not out here for, for churchy people, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just out here for the regular people. I was, you know, Jesus was here for the broken and, you know, he just spoke in a language they all understood with the parables and stuff like that. And I think it's been interesting over this whole time, you know, especially in the, in the Q community to see all these people, you know, their faith just reemerging or emerging for the first time, you know, they're breaking the, the fake news about God. And you're still seeing lots of stories if you if you follow kind of the underground news world, which I know you do, of Christian persecution. In fact, Mike Pompeo put out a very interesting op-ed this week talking about persecution in Nigeria and Africa in general, especially in the Middle East, Coptic Christians, the rest. There's been no shortage of uh, genocide against uh, people of faith that don't follow uh, uh, Allah. Uh, they, you know that they think that they take that uh, by the sword sentence. Yeah. <laughs> seriously yeah <laughs> oh yeah, man good stuff sure. so how has your how has your your platform changed since this bullshit um and how did you deal with uh november and the reality that they just basically basically flat out took it right in front in front, in front of us showed us how it's done and uh and we're, we're blatant about it um how has your psyche changed since that reality has hit us um, well, after the election, you know, yeah, well, after the election, I got purged, um, you know, so that really changed the show a lot, man. I mean, scattered the scattered the flock a little bit, if you will. Um, you know, so it was, it was hard to come back out. But, you know, after the election, you know, a lot of people were really defeated. A lot of people were down. A lot of people were mad and kind of freaking out a little bit and stuff. And, you know, I just, you know, and it's not an act or anything, but I just, I held my own, you know, and I, and I came out here every day and 
I got accused of, of, you know, sprinkling hopium on people. And, and to me, you know, that's my gig, man. I'm supposed to bring hope, you know, yeah. but it's not hopium because I, I still believe God wins. So I don't care who's in the White House. I know who's on the throne, yeah. you know. So, you know, after the election, I really started, you know, trying to trying to lift people up. And I even started doing a night broadcast, you know, because, you know, the days were hard. You know, we're seeing all this stuff, a lot of disbelief going on, a lot of disillusionment. So I started an extra broadcast at night to lift people up. And then, you know, January 20th came and, you know, we're all watching together, you know, and, you know, some of us are hoping the military is going to step in and there's going to be arrests and, you know, we're just waiting and everything. You're like, no, no, surely this is not happening. And no shit, it's really happening. And uh, it was after that, that I decided I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to follow the news anymore. I just kind of stopped. Um, I went to an interview format, so I do my Devo first in the broadcast, and I started bringing people in and talking to them. You know, I got uh, Pray Medic every Monday for Medic Mondays. Nice. And, you know, just talking to different people, different patriots, different movers and shakers in the community, and, you know, kind of focusing in on on what they were doing and what the, we the people are going to do. And, uh, you know, so it's definitely, it's definitely changed. Now I'm starting to pay attention a little bit more, you know, with the audits going on and, and uh, you know, different things like that, but you know it's definitely changed what's I, I i feel better about everything now honestly than i have in, in like a couple of years at least yeah yeah so that's why i was going to ask you like what's the what's the most likely scenario of what happens in the next year and a half what do you see happening do you think that that this proof is going to come out and that we're going to see decertification by legislatures of elections and potentially new elections well, I would hope so, but I mean, you know, I don't want to play dates or, you know, try to theorize anymore. I just try to get through, you know, I'm kicking it back to my, to my anonymous roots, you know, take the, it back day by day and <laughs> let the chips yeah. fall where they One may. One day at a time. You I, know? I get that, but it's fun to kind of, you know, for a while I was flat out. I was like, look, there's no scenario that Trump's going to be replaced before 2024. We're just going to have to deal with this till 2022. We're going to see a huge turn of events in the House and the Senate in 2022. And then in 2024, by the t- by that time, the legislature will get voter ID and these, these election things fixed. We'll have a real election in 2024. And then that's where you're going to see us shock the world. That's what I think yeah. is the most likely scenario. But you're starting to see some kind of hints around this, this stuff starting to come out and decertification of votes. Yeah. If that happens, then you start talking about new elections, right? What what is there like nine other states are visiting Arizona as of today, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's picking up steam. And you know, you got Merrick Garland. I saw something from him coming out today. Oh, yeah, we're going to be moderating this, moderating this from the Department of Justice and, you know, making sure everything's followed. And it's like, okay. <laughs> you know, like you're the one I trust anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the question. I mean, but um, I don't know. I mean, it's got to get fixed, but I I would think it's got to get fixed before before the midterms and it has to be fixed. You know, whether that means President Trump back in the White House now or, you know, what happens. But it's it's definitely got to be fixed before next November. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I definitely, no doubt about it. If they don't fix it, they're just going to put the knuckleheads they want in there, right? Like they have been doing, yeah. Yeah. So something definitely has to change. I'm with you on that front. This is what I wanted to kind of lead into on this discussion. I think this is pretty interesting. And it's interesting because, you know, it's a a good news thing for once. 
And that's this. Let me, uh, I won't even share the screen. I'll just read it to you. Michigan Supreme Court. Elections panel must certify a petition to repeal the emergency law that Whitmer's been using to, well, manipulate the election. The Board of State Canvassers must certify a voter initiative to repeal the emergency powers of the Governor Act. The Michigan Supreme Court ruled in an order today. That means that once the board acts on the court's order, the Republican-controlled legislature can repeal the law with majority votes in each chamber in Whitmer can't force a veto using emergency powers act. The order gave no breakdown on what, what position each justice took on the question, but there was no dissent accompanying the order, meaning the voters have the right to, to get can get enough votes together to get a, a, a ballot initiative on the ballot. You can't stop that Whitmer. Nice try though. You fat bearded, bearded bitch. <laughs> the court has it exactly right. The Board of State canvassers had a clear legal duty to certify what was obvious, that we had collected far more signatures than required, said Fred Wolzneck, uh spokesman for Unlock Michigan, the group behind the petition drive. We urge the Michigan House and Senate to act promptly and to finally strike this awful law from the books forever. Whitmer used a 1945 law during World War II extensively to make emergency orders related to the coronavirus pandemic until October 2nd, when the Michigan Supreme Court struck down the law as unconstitutional, ceding of legislative power to the executive branch of the government. Gee, uh, you mean that there's actually different parts of the government? It's not just a dictatorship, Whitmer? Amazing concept. Although the law is no longer in effect, Democrats want to keep it in the books, apparently, and hope that the Michigan Supreme Court might reverse the October decision. The makeup of the court has shifted since then from four to three majority of Republicans to a four to three majority of Democrat nominees. So they're trying to, uh, you know, basically usurp the, con- the constitutional power of the legislatures. In April, the Board of Canvassers deadlocked 2-2 along party lines over whether to certify the petition. Uh, the Bureau of Elections staff recommended the board certify the petition based on the sample of signatures it analyzed. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just, just kind of scanning to see if there's any other nuggets in here. Um, Free Press reported on October or September 22nd. Uh, unlock Michigan training session. Okay, and there's really nothing more in here, it looks like. Nonetheless, that's the story. Um, you know, Whitmer using unconstitutional laws to get... Uh, you know, mask mandates and, and you know, ele- emergency election things and other things like that passed, uh, being held accountable because there actually is a decent justice system at the levels that it needs to be. I don't have, a, you know, full hope in it. I don't want to say a decent, you know, but I do want to say that there is positive things happening in the appeals court with gun rights, with uh, abortion, with things like this. So there is a lot of positive news out there, Greg. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say so. And I and I like that it's these specific knuckleheads that we've been paying attention to over the last year, you know. They all seem to be getting busted for some stuff. Yeah. It, it always seems to be people that we weren't aware of, though, really. I mean, not that they were, like, flying under the radar and not that we pay attention locally as much uh, or, or nationally we pay attention, pay attention locally where we live, right, where it affects us. But yeah. a lot of these people that, you know, like Fauci and Burks and people that, you know, I would probably would have never heard of if Trump didn't put them up on a pedestal to yeah. be, uh, you know, to be basically stabbed in the back uh, as he did, as they did to him. 
Um, it, it's truly interesting to see all these names of people getting thrown around that I don't think ever really would have otherwise. Right. I mean, yeah. it's being brought to attention. So it's being brought to attention to us. Let's hope the normies are paying attention and that they're absorbing some of this. If we can get any type of verification on this voter fraud, I really think it's going to make a huge difference in starting to wake up some of these people that have no idea that the last hundred or 200 years or however many years that there's been elections have been completely fraudulent. We've never really elected anybody into place. If we can get that kind of thinking going, man, to me, that's a huge thing that needs to happen. Well, and they're so desperate to make sure nobody knows what's going on too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's the other thing with all these law fags and everything else, you know, trying to make things completely difficult when it should be really, you know, straightforward, uh, you know, a straightforward verdict. It's nothing is ever that that easy. Unfortunately, the two tier justice system is is uh, not the best. Uh, You know, however, you know, we look at Biden supposedly being the president. Right. And all the things that they're trying to do is getting kind of like the boomerang effect. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the stuff that Trump put into place the four years he was in, I'm just saying, it seemed like he was planning for something one way or another. Biden is not able and his administration are really not able to do as much as they really want as Abe was kind of alluding to with guns, with abortion. And, and this is stuff that could, could really start to wake up a nation. I think all this stuff combined. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think normies are waking up all over the place all the time. <laughs> They're like, wait a second. What's going on? Why is this happening? He's not keeping his promises. What's Kamala doing? <laughs> I think it's been hilarious to watch uh, at the uh, the consistent attacks from a lot of different directions against Kamala. Um, kind of She's a nice not doing to- so well. We were all scared, like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna bump out Biden. They're gonna put Kamala in there. She's way know. too stupid to go anywhere near the presidency. Well, nobody wanted her. Democrats didn't even want yeah. her. No, you know? but she I is. Bet. She's a fucking moron. I mean, she's not yeah. the the smartest tool in the shed. She was given her her uh, her the bar to her. She didn't have to actually study for the bar. They just made her a lawyer one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She got her knee pads and a diploma, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, let's, let's be real. She's a freaking moron. One so, thing's for sure. She didn't, she, she didn't hold back when it came to cost for knee pads. She got the good <laughs> skateboarding ones, like the rector knee pads, you know, with, the, with like the extra, you know, extra, you know, plastic on the, on there because they were wearing out and shit, man. She did not hold back, but yeah, literally like yesterday or a day before when she was on NBC, like or ABC or one of those mainstream idiots. And uh, they kind of grilled her about, well, you haven't been at the border. And she, it was like, oh, shit, you know, yeah, like, she damn. Snapped. Well, then you know, she, well, I was at the Guatemala border. Well, that ain't our border. You know, she like, lied. Yeah. Then she just went on to lie and got fact checked by everybody. I want to give a <laughs> shout out to everyone over there in Foxhole dropping the gold pills on us. Appreciate you guys very much. Appreciate your support, man. Uh, you guys are awesome. And then hello to everyone over there. AOC hanging out on Twitch with Leah uh, and the rest of you guys out there. Thanks for hanging out with us. So we can go to uh, Adam Shifthead. We could go to the border or we could talk about, I don't know, weed. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> Day Tripper Thrasher series. <laughs> yep, that's the knee pad series that she bought. The Thrasher series. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's she's crazy, man. 
Yes, no, she is. Nothing from chat yet. She was a, she was an Obama pick. Yeah, exactly, Linda. Good to see you out there, Linda. Hanging yeah. out and chat with with everybody. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, Navy vet dropped this into our Discord. I thought it was kind of interesting. DOJ sees the metadata records from Shithead and Swallowell in 2017 and 2018 to discover who was leaking the Russia probe info. Well, we know there was no shortage of leaks during that time. Uh, oh, yeah. So this is pretty interesting that this came out today, man. Yeah, that, that'd be interesting to see. I'd love to get a hold of that and take a look. This article contains commentary which reflects the author's opinion. Yes. Well, uh, remember when they were having all their hearings and stuff and they would take breaks and then and then Shifty Shift would come out there and like like kind of give the play-by-play of what's going on and everything? Right. It's always going to be, oh, the evidence is overwhelming. Oh. An explosive new report reveals that the DOJ prosecutor seized metadata records from Apple in 2017 and early 2018 for accounts belonging to California Democrats, Adam Shithead, and Eric Swallowswell. The DOJ under, D, uh, under Trump seized Apple data from the accounts of Schiff and Swallowell as part of an aggressive crackdown on leaks related to the Russia investigation and other national security matters. Associated Press reported that uh, Shift. Uh, Schiff, now uh, the panel's chair, confirmed in a statement on Thursday evening that the DOJ had informed the committee that the investigation was closed. And, yes, they're still there in in Congress just doing their thing. It's just fucking ridiculous that these guys are just, uh, you know, nothing to see here. There's never any res- any kind of resolution from any of this stuff for illegal behavior. But Schiff, well, nothing they ever do matters. Yeah. They get this pure it, immunity. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine Schiff, if it was like if it was like a if it was like Ted Cruz or somebody that that pulled that fart thing off that, that yeah. Swalwell did. I mean, we'd still be hearing about it. I mean, like, and they just get away with everything, man. Yeah, just everything. That that immunity thing is a very real thing, unfortunately. But shithead did have words, and so I figured I'd share this. Navy vet dropped this out there. It is kind of interesting. Check this shit out. Holy shit. Uh, I can't even come close to hearing that. Mueller's objections to his, All right, I'm going to have to boost uh, this like crazy. Summary. So do me a favor, um, Greg and Joe. Can you can you stop? Of- stop? 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 There. <laughs> I'm going to have to boost the shit out of this. So do me a favor. Give me a minute to, to uh, d- down boost this so that everyone can hear it before you guys talk. Because I'm going to go like 16 dB to get this loud enough. All right, here we go. Bill Barr lied to the country about the Mueller report. Uh, he lied to Congress about what he was aware of, Mueller's objections to his, his uh, uh, false summary. Um, he had a, a long pattern of duplicity, uh, as well as intervening in specific cases of Roger Stone and Mike Flynn uh, to try to protect those who were lying to cover up for the president uh, and to authorize investigations of his opponents. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I view Bill Barr as the second most dangerous person in the country after Donald Trump. Uh, and this is just further proof of that point. Bill Barr. Why, why would, why would Shifthead, why would Shithead himself be talking about Bill Barr right now? Yeah, that is interesting. He really does have a pencil neck. <laughs> I really, I couldn't really hear what he said there. So what was he saying about Bill Barr? Says he's the second most dangerous man in America right now. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, he never he never resigned. He never stepped down. You realize that. He only stepped aside. 
Yeah, I didn't know if that meant that he was taking on a different role because we never heard anything more about that. We never heard any more about what Durham's doing. What None of this stuff has been talked about. It's like they're waiting for, oh, I don't know, next election season or something. Yeah. You know, maybe early next year they'll start getting all that stuff released into the news so it starts driving the news cycle. I could see them strategically doing that. Yeah. I'm so tired of putting all you know my eggs in the Durham basket. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same, same here. I I don't know. I think everyone out there in chat's kind of like deflection and, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, look here, not there type of thing. Um, Or maybe it's a warning, you know, maybe it's a warning. That's why he's bringing bar up because we know bar connects to Durham and so does everybody else. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows, you know, a little, little warning shot to the deep state. Hey, be careful. Bar's about to release some shit or it's look here bar which we know didn't do shit and everyone's like what about bar you know the other possibility is like that video is just old because there's it's not dated so i you know it's possible that that's like actually from last year year before or something too but true i don't know i mean i you know it's it's that the timing of that release about about shift shithead being under uh metadata records were seized and then and then nothing again coming from it you know um, that is kind of interesting. I love the picture. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta show you guys this picture that they use. <laughs> this is part when you when you're a, a editor of a newspaper, or whatever. This is how you do captions. <laughs> you know, you don't even have it. You don't. There's no need for a caption if the picture is that perfect. <laughs> yeah, you don't even need a headline if that's the case. I mean, that's pretty self, pretty self-explanatory. If you ask me, I don't know. Yes, he- I just it's interesting to me that this is kind of coming came out today. I don't know what to really make of it. I just find the timing and and of all of this kind of curious. Well, Joey. Can you imagine Joey the stress G. he's under? What's yeah. that? Can you imagine the stress Adam Schiff feels on a daily basis? Um, I'm like, sure. like his eyes are bugging out of his head. <laughs> yes, yes. You can tell he's definitely uh, under a lot of stress. Joey G said three-year Delta today, gang of eight. Just hmm. saying. Uh, that's interesting, coupled with uh, with that article. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe there is some, some stuff. I, I, I firmly believe that, that there are moves and counter moves at play strategically about what's happening. I think we're not at, we haven't seen the end or the crescendo of whatever we're going to see as far as uh, the future of the news. I completely believe that our news cycle is manipulated, maybe even as far as a year or two in advance. I think that what happens in a new presidency is kind of a slow trickle into the news cycle of of stuff being revealed to the public. What do you think about that? Do you, what do you think what do you think about the idea that we don't actually live in a reality news cycle? We live in kind of a historical news cycle. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. I really do Honestly. believe that. I really yeah. do believe that that well, It's a narrative. It's a story, yeah. right? It's a movie. So it has to be told and, and you can't you can't leave certain parts of the story behind. Certain events have to happen in certain ways in order for the counter move and the, the you know, whatever's going to have to happen next happen. I, I really do believe that. I talked to a guy at a bar in Dallas when we were down there, and I was telling him, I said, I really believe like the first, at least the first year and a half, two years of a presidency, the news isn't really what's actually happening out there. I think it, they they completely 
form narratives over that period of time until they are able to get control of the news cycle. Even when Trump was in? Yeah. Think really? about think about the first two years of Trump's presidency. All that was talked about was division in the House and can't get anything done and Paul Ryan this and all of that. It was all it was all a delay period until stuff finally started to move after that first year and a half, two years. True. True. Yeah, I've been noticing that the stuff I was dropping a year ago right now is in the news now. Seeing that a lot, too. You know, yeah. a lot of stuff that we've been talking about for even two years ago. A lot of, you know, stuff that has been interesting discussions keeps coming back up. You know, uh, just yeah. Lane being whatever her name is, Maxwell being one of them. She keeps coming up in the news again. <laughs> That's always interesting. Oh, yeah. So I don't know, man. It's it's kind of you know, I guess I'm trying to to pick your brain on um, where you're at as far as hope. I, if you if you've kind of changed like the way you've done your show, that kind of means that this that this is really kind of the way the news has been manip- manipulated everything really bothers you, and I, you'd rather just not waste time on it. Is that is that kind of where you're at on that? Yeah, I don't I don't really waste time on it. Honestly, you know, I've got a certain people that I pay attention to. I've got channels over on Telegram that I scan for the news, but I don't I'm I'm totally well, I'm getting plugged back in a little bit now, but I totally, you know, just disconnected because none of it's real. I mean, you can't really you can't really go by anything that they say. You can't go by anything that you really see. And honestly, I think I think we're in a great position. I think we're definitely on the offensive. I think we've got them on the run. I think the panic in D.C. is at a level we've never seen. And, uh, you know, I just go day by day. And <laughs> I've, I've learned over the last few years not to get caught up in dates or anything like that. I know everybody's talking about, oh, he's going to be back in August and August and August. And I'm yeah. like, well, if he is, it's great. If he isn't, it's still great because he's coming back. Yeah. I hate the date fagging. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you know, you know, Abe and I really do try to focus on the positives in the news. And of course, there's a lot of negatives, but you know, even the negatives that you look at, like I, I every day I report about some kind of child trafficking. And not yeah. that that's a positive, but at the same time it is, is because even though that Trump's not in office, the policies that he put in place are still working every single day. I can give you drops all over the United States and all over the world of, of child trafficking being finally taken care of on a daily basis. And, you know, so that little bit of hopium, that little bit of, Oh man, you know, we're, we're getting to the sources. We're weeding out all this lower level bullshit. We're getting up higher and higher and higher to the Maxwell's and to the Weinstein's to the Epstein's. I mean, and everything in between, right? Um, yeah. That to me is is my kind of hopium that someday when I go in the news, I'm not going to see those reports every single day. That's my, I mean, that's my hope, honestly. I mean, I hate it when I go and I'm like, man, here's more every single day. But it's still a good thing that it's being brought to attention. And, um, you know, that that's the only kind of hopium that I need, whether or not Trump is in office whether or not the things that I don't have control over that, um, you know, it is what it is. It's going to happen. There's nothing I can do about it, but I know what I can do about it as far as someone in front of a microphone. And that's try to pick and find the positives and report about those each day, even though the news absolutely sucks. 
Um, yeah. You know, we have to find those positive nuggets and there's positive nuggets yet. I mean, yesterday I read an article or day before from Yahoo news about Gates and him buying 120,000 acres or 12,000 acres and how they basically, you know, are, are, uh, main suppliers, McDonald's and blah, 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 blah. I mean, this is out of Yahoo for God's sakes. And they never yeah. post anything good, you know? So there's nuggets out there. There is some people trying to report truths. It's so hard to dig through. It's not like when Trump was in office, right? When Trump was in office, we had these good nuggets coming out every single day. Now you literally have to dig for it, but we have to keep positive. We have to remember that a lot of the stuff that Trump did is still making a huge effect on everything right now. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, as much as we all want him back, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing that he's not there right now. And, you know, he pops up and he's got his, he's got his statements that he puts out and all this stuff, but really he's, he had to get out of the way a little bit for some of this stuff to happen. I mean, I firmly believe that, but you see good people that are stepping up, you know, in local governments and state governments, you see the, uh, the legislature starting to do some things. You know, and and it's taking a taking their focus away. Everybody is still, you know, you hear you hear you know Rachel Madcow and and all them. You know, it's all about those crazy QAnon kids and and the Trump supporters. You know, and all this stuff. But uh, really, honestly, he's he's out of the picture for the most part. So all the stuff that's happening now is because of things that he put in place and how he taught us how to fight and everything. So he has a huge impact across the board, and he's not even there. He's yeah. not even there, yeah, and he's driving exactly, crazy, man. Exactly. He hinted he's on still his driving the left. He's sorry. Go ahead. He he's still he he hinted on his Telegram today there that he got approached for several book deals, and he's like, I'm not worried about that right now. He's like, I'm already writing a bunch of books and stuff. But he's like, actually, I'm working on something else. What yeah. do you think? You think he's just sitting back, allowing all this to happen? Hell no. He's making sure that in the next elections, the right people are put in place and he's vetting them. He's getting them support and he's doing what he can to get other team parts of the Patriot movement and the freedom caucus to help support those people as well. So you're starting to see that organization that has been sorely missed in the fricking Republican party for the last 20 years. Oh yeah. Amen, brother. Real quick, Miss America, bro, uh, my favorite brothers from another mother. Happy Friday. Happy Mo uh, Friday to you, Miss America. Amy Joe, God loves you. Thank you as well. Awesome. Uh, prayers for our sister Dawn and love my uncensored fam. Glenn MS, Napkin Nader, WC Cranop, and it's not being reported on. You got to search for it. Keep up the good work. Thank you, WC. Less, much love to you guys all out there. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to them. Appreciate you guys with all of the gold pills for sure. So the other thing I kind of wanted to read uh, was a Q pulse, man. You feel like you feel like decoding a Q pulse? Yeah, let's do it. Always. Come we'll, on, we'll why not, this, man? It's been a while. This, uh, Q, what is this? Q one hundred four. I think this is like our fourth. Uh, so Will Summers and all you fucking meatheads out there, pay attention. This is how you read Q posts. <laughs> yeah, is this really not that hard? We're doing we were doing remedial media matters meatheads Q post one hundred one college class. <laughs> Um, and because it, it was obviously very hard for them to understand and put two plus two together and have it come out the four. These are the same people that couldn't count in, in Iowa. So you got to really, you got to walk them through it. Like they're two years old. You know what I'm saying? You're hilarious. <laughs> this is, this is Q 1009, April 4th, 2018 at 15 5, 21 PM. 
it quote it quotes Q quote Q's himself uh, just previous drop that Q one thousand nine just dropped before that that talks about uh, Manafort being a plan massive intel swap. Uh, POTUS, it wasn't supposed to be revealed that POTUS is under criminal investigation. This is back in twenty eighteen. Uh, the discussion about the lease we just talked about a little bit as well talks about Seth Rich talks about uh, Hussein being in control, America for sale, cheating Obama, trust the plan. But then it says this. Troops to the border, clown black ops, private funds raised how? Clown black ops, troops to the border, private funds raised how? Troops at the border does what? Impact to who? Democrats involved, MS-13 illegals, roadblock, sex trafficking, roadblock, children, roadblock, drugs, roadblock, guns, roadblock. Let me pause there for a minute. If you, if you read that the first time, Greenbeard, and you wanted to kind of put out an understanding to the people out there of your interpretation of what I just read to you, what would you tell them? There's all these things that are in place to stop all this stuff from happening, like the border wall, um, the human trafficking. Yeah. There's, yep. there, there's a lot more to the border than meets the eye. When it says clown black yeah. ops – and private funds, kind of a discussion of the dark money aspect to child sex trafficking, drugs, guns, and everything else coming through the border as well, right? Fast yeah. and the Furious yeah. kind of comes to mind. Yeah. So the so it stop, after it says guns roadblock, it says China and Russia pass through Intel pull roadblock. Pass through Intel pull roadblock, meaning China has been finding a way through the border to get Intel out and in through these trafficking routes. A name we don't say, Arizona Roadblock. McStain's name, Jeff Flake, Arizona Roadblock. We had a discussion and a dig on the on the McCain Foundation and the realities of how well they were involved in human trafficking and other trafficking through the border with their foundation. Big money, and, and even his wife admitting that that was happening. Mm-hmm. Big money terminate. Period, says Q. The wall means more than you know. The fight for the wall is is much so much more. Again, Greg, what do you what how would you talk to somebody through that Q post and say, This is what I believe they're trying to tell us here? Well, what I think they're trying to tell us is that uh there's a lot of things in place that are that they're trying to they're trying to stop, they're trying to get across. Um you know, with the border wall, I mean, I think it's so important more. I mean, think about it. That was like one of the last places that Trump spoke, right? Right there in in Alamo. Yeah. Yep. You know, and he, and he talked about like, we didn't even know, you know, how important this thing was. And look what what's happening with what was it this week that it happened yesterday, I think. Right. Greg Abbott saying that they're going to build that wall in uh in his in in his state. Yeah. And sending the National Guard to secure the border as well. It's it's pretty interesting. Joe, you were going to say something. Go ahead. Uh, no, oh, okay. uh, Greg, uh, uh, no, Green Bear nailed it. Got, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about changing my name from Uncensored Dave to, to Graybeard Cause, <laughs> cause this thing, every time I grow it back after I shave it off, it keeps getting grayer and grayer. So I think I'm thinking about uh, patented that. Would you be okay with that, bro? Yeah, man. Why well, do you think my beard's green, man? <laughs> I had a starter kit like that, man. Come on. <laughs> That's all it takes. That's all it takes is a starter kit. Next thing you know, Abe's got purple, uh, purple yeah. goatee. Yeah. No, that ain't happening. Well, the, re- the reason why I wanted to bring this up quickly is because an important discussion that Joe has been talking about on his daily news blitz 
And that is these Yemenis trying to get into the border. Here in Wisconsin, my representative, Tiffany, just returned, or not my representative, the one that uh, took the seat up in northern Wisconsin, returned from the Panama jungle smuggling route, very curious about what's happening as they find this is the second time they have found Yemenis from the Middle East, or, you know, the Horn of Africa, whatever, uh, trying to get into America. This obviously means they were coming here to cause harm. And the discussion about what may happen if there is decertification of a vote, if there is any push towards making sure the elections are secured and what may happen going into the midterms this year, we know their tactics. We know the playbook. They've done it every year since. There's more violence coming. There may be what I consider to be a major hacker attack coming where they will try to shut down critical infrastructure such as, I don't know, pipelines and things like that. Um, you, you may see an attempted fire sale. Uh, we've seen that warning from hackers that there's there's motive, there's continued attacks lifting up towards something bigger and bigger happening. At the same time, we may also see a push towards violence at the border. We've seen this before. This is that discussion on why it's so important. We've t- talked about this through QPulse in 2018, bro, and now we're seeing even bigger picture why it's even more important now. No, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, look at all this stuff that's happening. Like, uh, how many how many different things are being hacked into? How many hacker things? I mean, we had the beginning of the week. All those all those sites and news agencies and stuff went down. I've been telling people be on the lookout for solar flares. Be on the on the lookout for anything. Because listen, I I think it I think it has more to do with the audit and the information that's coming out than than anything. Right? I agree. I agree. And that's and that's you know we've had some people kind of talk kick that around about what would be a trigger point to start seeing their violence and tactics kick up again. We're yeah. seeing more and more people talk about the, the kind of bots pushing people again, you know, pushing buttons again, like they did in the past, kind of get people worked up. We're seeing yeah. a concerted effort by the activists to talk more about having to use violence for means. We're seeing journalists getting attacked again. We're seeing an uptick mm-hmm. in all this stuff. So we've been trying to t- tell people about this, that, Look, there may be a that that ten days of darkness. You may see that <laughs> you you may see a version of ten days of darkness that you're not going to want to see. And let's hope and pray that they're able to stop it. We believe that they're able to to counter affect you know these things in ways and maybe able to stop it. But after what we've been seeing, I don't not so sure they can stop it. Yeah, I don't know. I still think I still think the white hats can stop it. I think so I still, too. I think they're in control. I think so too. Deep down, I really do believe that. I think uh, what has been happening has been uh, not an accident. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think either Q or President Trump led us astray. And I think there's a reason why we know this, why we've been involved in this, why our eyes are wide open. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think we were just left hung out to dry. I, I think we're. I think we're ready. And yes. if you look back at the end of Q's postings, you know, for like that last month or so. You know, it was all things getting in. Like, you don't need this anymore. You don't need to be, you know, talking about this. You don't need to put it out there under Q. You know, just take the news. You know how to dig. You know how to report. You know how to get it out there. You know, just do your thing. Yeah. And I think we were being prepared for this. 412 sending his crew over. Appreciate that little Aluit girl. Aluit girl? Uh, anyways, Don asked thank you for the for the for the uh, gold pills. Appreciate it. nothing can stop what is coming. Says the Texan. I agree. I think I think that nothing. we were put in this situation. We were brought together somehow, some way, 
um, not and not for an accident. And we were trained for what's coming. We were tried to be to ways to think, to see through the bullshit and get, get a little bit of guidance in the right spots at the right times for, for events that are going to happen. I, I completely agree with you that what's, what's happened over the past four years w- around Q and all of the information gathering and distribution, the team that has been, been developed, it's not an accident and it's not going away. No, I mean, we were, we were in training for those, for those years of the Trump presidency. He was teaching us how to fight on a daily basis getting together with us, t- talking to us, uh, you know, at the rallies. Q was teaching us how to dig and research and how to get out there, how to digitally camouflage ourselves. You know, all these things and, you know, training's over. Now we're now we're really in the digital war space. Game on. Yep, yeah. I agree. Because, I mean, we haven't stopped. Q's not posting, what, months ago? Yeah. Months and months and months ago. What, we're still doing our thing? I, I, I Maybe in some ways even better, you know, because we're having to rely on ourselves, having to rely on our networks. Um, we're really having to, you know, solidify the team, you know, really come together. And I think that's been an amazing thing, too, that we haven't even talked about is like this amazing community that's come together. Yeah. You know, not only are people, you know, coming back around to, to God, but they're coming back around to, you know, community and working together. And, you know, who cares about what the differences are? Because the world, you know, the the left and the Dems, they all want to, you know, they all want to put everybody in their own basket of deplorables and stuff. Right. We we, we don't give a shit about skin color or race or, you know how much money you got or what, what house you, you live in or where you come from or anything we care about, you know, you love this country and you want to do something to, to save it, you know, and, and yeah. we've all banded together in such a way. You know, and I got to give a shout out. A lot of us were scattered. I thought we were talking about a pre-show about how it's, you know, no one's been able to really find us. And there, I have to give a shout out to the Foxhole Methods and the and Matt Squared for pulling that platform together to bring all the creators that wanted to be, you know, p- part of something bigger and allow people to find us because that that's their goal. Their goal is to keep us in corners and not let us work together to to uh, to get the message out that needs to be talked about. And they're going to continue to try to do that and keep us separated. Yeah, yeah. Foxhole's been amazing. That is definitely the comfy bunker. It is definitely a comfy bunker, brother. I appreciate it. That's a good comment right there. All right, I got to pay some bills, brother, and then we're going to take some calls from the audience out there. A couple other discussions we could have. I don't know. If you guys really want to talk about some some green, some little little green leaf, we could do that at the second hour if you guys want to call in on that front. A couple other discussions we can have as well. But first... I got to pay some bills. Rise Attire USA.com is the official show sponsor of Brothers Uncensored and UncensoredAid.com. Without those guys, we couldn't really do it. And we appreciate them very much for doing it. Minute and a half of your time and then calls on the second half. Stand by. We've reached a pivotal moment in the Great Awakening. Culture was hijacked and weaponized a long time ago. But now, we see it as the final battlefront of the information war of good versus evil. So, get in. We're hijacking it back for the cause. Here at Rise Attire, we spit on the garbage narratives of mainstream media propaganda. It's a means to an end for the agenda of the corporate elite globalist cabal. Welcome to Clown World. It's all a fake joke. But you're not. You are real. So, recognize us? We are Rise Attire and we've got the solution for all your based apparel needs. We do premium, top shelf, cut and sew apparel that's 100% made in America and 100% evil free, guaranteed. Mimetic messaging and dope style will have you maneuvering through clowns with swagger in no time. Plant red pills in the minds of normies, attract more base people into your life, and give a big middle finger to the system. 
Go to RiseAttireUSA.com now. Repping truth never looks so good. Rise proudly sponsors Brothers Uncensored. Use promo code ABEWAY for 10% off your first purchase. RiseAttireUSA.com. You can't go there and buy anything right now, as you guys have probably heard out there, because they got uh, taken down from Shopify, and the censorship continues. So I'll I'll get a hold of the guys over there uh, this evening and find out what's going on and see how we can help. I have access, for those of you who want to know out there, to a company that can arrange that kind of thing. I have no idea the cost. I don't know much about it. It's something that I'm going to be looking forward to to upgrade my platforms on once that time comes. I'm not there yet. Once I, hopefully, with this Joe and I continue to grow bigger, I'm gonna. it's going to come to a point where I'm going to move to this platform of patriots who can help with things like this. A lot of us have connections behind the scenes. For those of you that are out there that have ways of solving these problems, make sure you're reaching out to everybody you can in the community to find out if anybody out there can help with problems like that. One of us probably has a way. If I'm not mistaken, Greenbeard, you may have a solution to that problem as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Who knows, right? Okay, got a couple quick things to go over. It says Joe wants to go through a quick news blitz. We can do that. That sounds good. Uh, Amy, Joe, and a couple other callers are already hopped in there. Let me get the phone up on the line or the uh, call in up on the line, and we'll get to as many of those with Greenbeard as we can here momentarily. Joe, do you want me to go ahead and play the uh, the rapid fire? Just get to it. Yeah, just a quick segment, if you don't mind, brother, and uh, just five, five, six things I wanted to cover real quick, and uh, yeah. Stand by. Here is. It's always good to hear. And I'm gonna play it for Greenbeard because he probably hasn't heard this yet. <laughs> the rap, the rapid fire, Joe's rapid fire segment starts off with this. Sir, what do you got for us today, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I just love that gun. I really do. Yeah. Um, just real quick, I wanted to say uh, there's a link dropped out there in chat by Mistborn uh, for a GoFundMe call uh, for Rise. And I see Max and on out there. Of course, anything that we can do to support you, you guys have been great to us. So thank you for being here. And please share that link around if you don't mind. I just wanted to talk about a couple of quick things real uh, real quick, if you don't mind. Judge orders temporary halt to $4 billion federal loan uh, relief program for farmers of color. So here we go. Here's a situation where, again, I don't know if Judge William Griesbeck uh, was installed by Trump, but I'm just saying, like, you know, here's someone that they're trying to get through, and it's being held up because a judge is holding it up. We'll see. I mean, it still could pi- uh, possibly succeed. But I just wanted to mention that we kind of discussed how, you know, Trump put out like 300 judges or more in place. And that's why it's really hard for them to get a lot of things done. Well, McConnell busted his ass every time I turned on (laughs) the Senate. McConnell was standing in front of there going, next judge confirmed. Every chance I got to look, that's what he was doing. So I got you got to give him credit where credit's due. He did bust his ass on that. Now, some of them are similar kind of deep state bushies kind of guys. But, I mean, at least they're not leftist dumb fucks. Exactly. Exactly. And we I thought this would be kind of up uh, Greenbeard's alley. Uh, more Christian uh, teachers having to defend their rights to free speech. This is out of the WND. It's a free press. 
Um, two Christian educators in Oregon have filed a federal lawsuit after the district put them on leave for disagreeing with pro-transgender transgender locker room and pronoun policies. This is the kind of thing that we, you know, unfortunately are going to continue to see faith under fire. We were just talking about that earlier. So I kind of wanted to bring that up real quick. Any comment on that Greenbeard? Well, you know, I mean, it's not my favorite thing to talk about because, you know, that that just kind of spotlights some weak need Christians, I think, because, I mean, your yeah. faith is your faith. I mean, there, there's no uh, it's it just uh, it's not good. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. And uh, yeah. I always talk about uh, this, of course, uh, kidnapping charges added to California restaurant owners charged with forced labor and harboring of aliens. This is a problem that people aren't discussing. They are literally harboring these aliens, then making them forced labor. Uh, these guys are, have gotten caught, uh, luckily, and uh, charges soon to come. Well, yeah, why? That's why. That's why they bring them to California to put their exactly. asses to work. Of course, it's yeah. cheap labor out of there. Yeah. They don't have a choice. That's the whole point of all of this. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the hundred people that got found in that uh, house in Texas. You know, they're, I, they're like, yeah. no, we already paid. No, 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 no. You haven't paid yet. You're not done paying. These naive morons in this world that have not gone past the little city that they grew up in and their idealistic little life don't understand that this is why we actually don't like illegal immigration because these people are put into forced labor. And it's just they're so idealistic about the world. They're like, oh, they're coming and making their lives a better place. Oh, my God. This is why you can't make sense with these people. Yep. That's why we can't have nice things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to report this real quick. Dailymail.com uh, or uh, .co.uk. It's a problem here in the Puerto Rico, not with Washington. AOC's aunt says Trump is not to blame for the lack of aid to the struggling island after the congresswoman bashed the former president for damage to her grandmother's house. Super interesting that her aunt is coming out and saying, "Nah, my my granddaughter's a dumbass." Uh, so I had I had to had to report that Truth NBA semifinal. What's that, brother? Truth always comes out. It does, yeah. doesn't it? NBA semifinals viewership crashes double digits from 2019. <laughs> I had to report this. Why did I have to report this? Because it dropped 17 percent from 2018 to 2019. Take your fucking bullshit Black Lives Matter placard off my fucking floor and take that shit and shove it up your fucking ass. I'm not watching another fucking game until you take that garbage off my floor. And that's why I love the NHL. So I had to I had to report that. Um, And then just the last one real quick. Babylon B, man, to fight climate change, Biden sends the U.S. military to eliminate flatulent cows. Uh, So we had talked about that earlier after declaring global warming to be the number one security threat facing the United States. President Biden deployed thousands of troops to Texas and other states covered in farmland to eliminate flatulent cows these cars are these cows are way more dangerous than any terrorist in the middle east biden said in the press conference confirming a deployment of soldiers to tackle the bovine threat we are taking these terrorist threats very seriously special forces are currently en route to take them out helicopters Helicopters let out of squads of soldiers in the forests and woods adjacent from farms across the united states Move, said one dangerous cow in East Texas, unaware that the terrorist plot to attack the United States with burps and farts was about to come to an end. Move. Weapons hot. You are free to engage, one squad leader radioed, causing a burst of gunfire to come across the 
We got them, boys. Threat neutralized. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Biden announced later we have taken the down Bessie, the number one sponsor of global warming and war, war, worldwide terror. Mission accomplished. The press then applauded and cheered and gave Biden cookies with his face on them. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. <laughs> How could you not freaking love the Babylon B? I had to go over those few things. Uh, sorry about the callers. Go ahead and bring them in, brother. <laughs> How sad is it, though, when it, like the Babylon B, where it's like you have to take a double look sometimes because that shit could is actually be like legit is that, news. Is that really going on? That More real, real than the bullshit CNN puts on every day. <laughs> that's for fucking sure. Uh, Amy Jo was the first that popped in. She definitely wanted to come in and say hello to you. Welcome to the show, Amy Jo. How are you this evening? Amy Joe in the house. What's up, Amy girl? Jo. You know I'm calling today because we got Greg on, and Greg, you know I just love the living crap out of you. So oh, I, had I to love call. you too. I got the link to like call in, and before I gave it to anybody, I was <laughs> first one there. First. first one there. Greg, my, you're awesome. Mod duty has its privileges. Huh? The mod duty has its I, privileges. It does. And I don't want to stay on and take the call from everybody else. And I do got to drop links. But Greg, your testimony of sitting in a corner and waking up in the dark with a needle in your arm and wanting to die to where you are right now and everything that has aspired from that time to this time, all the lives that you've touched, all the streams that have happened everywhere you are is amazing and a giant miracle just miracle after miracle after miracle and it's beautiful and i'm getting really mushy and that's really disgusting <laughs> but your testimony your testimony is huge your testimony is one of the biggest that i've heard and it gives hope to a lot of people that are in a really bad place that have found your stream and see it and 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 are mad at God and don't want to do this anymore. And they listen to you and where you've been and, and not who you've been as who you are deep inside, but who you've been outwardly. Everybody knows who Greg is in new Orleans. Everybody knows who Greg is for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And now everybody knows Greenbeard. And, and it's just, it's amazing what God has done, what God can do. You are the Testament of what God can do. And I love it. And, and thank oh, you for thanks. sharing. Thanks. You're going to make me cry, man. Come on. I can't cry. I'm uncensored, Abe. <laughs> no, I'm crying too. So I'm going to hang up. Please. Oh, I love you, Amy Joe. <laughs> thank you so I much. Love you. Yeah. I love you, good. Amy Joe. Keep love you guys. Up the good I love work. Yeah. My uncensored family is the bomb. Love you guys. Love you back. Thanks for calling in, Amy Joe. And I, you know, I just, you know, you're right. I mean, there's there's so much about this community that is so positive, and it's awesome that we get a chance to kind of highlight it every now and then. So for you, Greg, man, uh, she's right. You know, you have changed lives, and a lot of us just want to be able to have the opportunity to change one, much less uh, a lot of us have had a chance to change many more, bro. Um, yeah. I don't even know what to say. Just uh, God is good. Amen. God is Amen. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he kind of nudged me to get out here and, and bring hope and lift people up. So, you know, hearing things like that, I mean, it lets me know I'm on the right track, you know. Absolutely, you are. And 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 I see, I, I mean, new, I see new people come in and they're like, what's this about? And then they're like, oh, he talks about 
what? Weed? Oh my gosh, he said the F word. And then he, you pull out this Devo and you read and you're like, listen to God. God is good. That's where you go, period. And they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And it takes all different kinds of us to bring that in. You know what I mean? There's different, different people will be reached in different ways. And if they cannot relate to where you've been, if, you know, they look at a suit and they're like, God, you go to God. And they're like, I don't, you don't know nothing. No, you're hitting and on a key point. At- there's a lot of, there's the stereotypical nature of how a person of faith is portrayed by the media and the, and the public and news and the rest is very, pe- people don't understand that, that it's okay to understand that you you can you can feel and accept that that faith is in you and not be chastised by it there's a lot of people that don't allow themselves to get past that that kind of initial yes i do feel something i don't know what it is i feel something guiding me i don't understand it they don't allow themselves because of the portrayal of religious people yep no you yep. know one of my favorite memes is uh is uh you know the, the people, you know, it's like one of those ones is like the people, you know, and there's people, oh, he doesn't act like a Christian. And then, you know, God, I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for actors, you know? Yep. Yep. Nailed and it. sorry. No, nailed it. You're absolutely right. Uh, Greenbeard, go ahead, Amy. Yep, exactly. And, and look at Jesus. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it ticks me off because to me, it's hypocritical too. You know what I mean? Cause look at Jesus. I mean, come on, please please just look at Jesus. If you're not understanding this, you're not hitting the Bible, right? You're not. Well, there's a lot of people who call them this, say they are religious or whatever, or say they're Christian or go to church every day who really don't understand who Jesus was as a man. Can, Mm -hmm. Can we just talk about who he was as a man when he walked this planet? Just that discussion alone. Can we just have that? We just talk about that, who he was, who he wanted to be, who he was trying to, why he was trying to bring a higher consciousness to the people around him. That alone should be enough to talk about. But there's a lot of people who say they're religious and don't even understand who Jesus was as a man. He was the ultimate rebel. He came to destroy all that. You know, all the all the fakeness, all the religion, all the all the things that, you know, put a wedge in between God and the people and. Yeah. You know, Jesus, well, he, you know, he spoke in parables, you know, he was like probably one of the first memers, you know, sure. I mean, he, he, you know, he broke it down in a way where people couldn't understand. Yeah. And, you know, at the foundation of paganism taking over that, that area of the world and the fight between them, along with uh, this, this made up being named Allah, um, you know, it, it's that whole thing of, of that time was happening to him right in front of him. And there was no denying it. He was living it every day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus is amazing. Don't get me going on Jesus because like, if I say <laughs> Jesus, y'all going to see tears. I can't do it. I can't do it. Cause he's just so amazing. And I mean, it's sad because, you know, I've grown up with what religion are you? What religion are you? And, you know, I'm a Christian you know, and it's to the point now with that, that's like a a bad word to me. I'm somebody goes, you know, if somebody asks me, what religion are you? I'm like, I I ain't no religion. Don't you put no label. Don't, don't you label me? No label. Don't tell me I'm religious. I ain't religious. I'm in a relationship. I'm in a relationship and it's that simple. I'm in a relationship with God and Jesus. And it's that 
I don't take labels. I don't do labels. That's for, you know, mainstream media. They're great at labels. We've talked this week about purposeful division tactics, and that's what that's how religion has been used in just creating sex of religion to create division. It's part of mm-hmm. the control of society that a lot of people that are call themselves very religious don't want to accept. Red Pill Ken, good to see you out there, brother. Yeah. Well, I remember when I when I first came to when I first came to the Lord and I was going back out into rehabs and and detoxes and stuff, places that I'd been in, you know, and I would go out there and I would talk to the guys and, and you know, I would lead prayer. And, you know, then I started bringing them to church and everything. And, you know, I, I didn't know the difference between relationship and religion. Then I knew something had happened to me different. But I but I saw when I bring these when I would bring the homeless people in or I would bring the people out of rehab, you know, the addicts and stuff, and I would bring them and sit them in the, in the shiny big church on the hill. And I saw how the way that people treated them and stuff. And I'm like, wait a second. These are who Jesus would be here for. This is, you know, I'm going in there into the rehab and it's like shooting fish in a bucket. Cause I'm just saying, Hey, listen, God set me free to come back here for you guys. And, you know, come to church with me. Let's get you baptized and everything. And, you know, I bring them to church and these people would like, you know, snip their noses at them and, and stuff and just kind of treat them bad. I started a Bible study. They shoved us in the back by the trash cans and the air conditioners, you know, and it's like, that's who, that's who Jesus came for was the broken, was the busted. He didn't hang out with the religious leaders. He didn't hang out with, with the, the religious scholars. He hung out with the, with the hookers, with the fishermen, you know, with the, with the tax collectors, you know? Yep. He loved the unlovable quote. Yeah. And, best and which makes me sick but you know what i'm saying the best church service i have ever been to and i actually got my son baptized there was um it just it just uh escaped me it's it basically it's a church service for addicts and it's held nationwide i can't celebrate recovery celebrate you know what i'm talking about it is the best and I, I've been to church my whole life. I've been to all different kinds of churches. I've had some really, really, really bad experiences in them. And the best church I ever went to was Celebrate Recovery, where people that are currently struggling have struggled, and they come together, and they love and support, and they pray, and, and they're there for each other. And I got my son baptized there at Celebrate awesome. Recovery. Real people that are there for each other and love and support. And it was, my mom went back to church for the first time in that service in like four years. And it was the best, the best service. I, and and what I'm 43, I'm an old goat. You know what I mean? I think I was 42. I'm far best. (laughs) Appreciate you, Amy Joe, big time. Thanks for coming, hang out with us for a little while. You're the best. Much love, Amy Joe. Appreciate it. A long list of callers wanting to talk to Greenbeard today. I'm going to try to get through as many of these as possible, guys. Um, so thank you very much uh, for come, for hopping in there, Amy Joe. We'll see you later. Uh, let's see. Oh, wow. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, dude. I literally, as we're sitting here, um, I storm just blew in. I had my canopy outside because um, we were hanging by the pool and it almost blew away. <laughs> so oh, wow. I literally just ran outside, unwrapped the canopy. Um, ran I saw you bolt all of a sudden. Down. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, I, I like, heard it start. You know? 
Yeah, I heard it start to move. I heard like because I got some stuff around the canopy trying to hold it down, uh, and I heard some stuff moving, and I'm like, wow, did this storm just kick in? as you guys were talking about all that. And like I said, I literally grabbed the poles as, you know, I'm watching this thing ready to take off and just start unvelcroing it um, as fast as I can. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Okay. Sorry. KC, what's up, brother? How are you today? Hey, I, I'm good. Um, I heard um, what um, Amy Joe was just talking about. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, We've all heard of uh, people and these uh, Zoom calls and stuff. Um, I actually snuck into a Zoom call um, uh, late last year with this uh, kind of like atheist uh, group, and uh, they're basic. They basically been uh, brainwashed into believing a lot of the. This is before all the. Uh, January 6th stuff uh happened so basically they 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 brain been brainwashed to believe all this stuff that basically came out around that time that um uh, people people who support the the country people who have some kind of like a uh, religious belief are basically um basically bringing the country down like um, so so you're saying like these guys were were like talking in groups and had like groups of people talking about religion and atheism and stuff and they're pitching to these people that the actual problem on the planet is the is those religious people that want to tell you how to live your life using bush's era as an example uh to manipulate them i could see how they could do that very effectively well the uh I mean, they didn't really get into the political side. Gotcha. I mean, they, they they don't really like um, uh, Trump or uh, Republicans. They they they're more liberal, uh, of course. Um, but yeah, they they're basically pushing all the stuff that's going on now. The vaccines. I mean, this wasn't this was before the vaccines, but I had a conversation uh about the vaccines and stuff and they're basically on board so i'm i'm guessing they're all <laughs> they're all uh buying into the propaganda right now that's going on right now there's that um, think mentality that's kind of prevalent in the younger generations and really not just younger and you know, a lot of freaking people they kind of get into that group think thing and they, they just reinforce their own beliefs and they just they don't allow themselves to get outside of that that little box of thinking. It's really scary to watch happen. I watched that happen at a Black Lives Matter here locally, and I'm just like, holy shit, there's literally like zombie robots walking around just repeating what they're being told. Yeah, well, little parrots. Well, the, the crazy thing was that, it, I, like, I, I, I think I did, like, um, about two or three of these calls just, like, out of curiosity before – they kicked me out. They found out that I wasn't uh, one of them. <laughs> you infiltrated. And, yeah. I, and um, it's it's people of all ages. Like, it's young, old, um, uh, different. I mean, it's mostly um, because it was geared towards minorities, mostly uh, minorities. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's not just like some, uh, like, young people that, don't know where they're um like just following 
following along. It's it's people of all ages. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And they 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 label uh, mainly uh, Trump supporters as Christian nationalists. Like they think that. <laughs> the whole trump maga thing is uh radicalizing like uh basically domestic terrorists like yeah and they mistell the story of hitler too to go along with it to help radicalize people i embrace it man i say we got the best hate group ever <laughs> i yeah, love and, my cultists yeah the best and, hate and group that, ever love it go ahead Casey, and that, that that's that's one thing that that i i didn't bring this up but the I mean, I was trying to stay there as long as I could to get like the the mentality of uh, like why they think this way. But um, man, you lost a lot of brain cells doing that. <laughs> um, actually, the the reason I got in there was because um, one of the people was someone that I kind of know. So oh, okay, so I got they, you. So you're kind of they re- didn't. They, that person found out who I was, and that's how I got kicked out. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, oh, I love stories like this, Casey. And thanks for calling in and telling us. Get awesome. Yeah, yeah so, but um, yeah, um, the 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 ideas they have as far as like um, the whole like um, people being dangerous is like I've never seen anybody at least from from the the side that they're talking about uh go out and and uh do anything violent or i mean i'm the whole january 6th thing kind of probably uh gave them uh like confidence uh in what they believe but besides that besides that i've never seen anything like i tried to bring up the whole like um riots that happened in the summer and everybody was just like quiet like um yeah (laughs) nobody had anything to say about it it's just like you know the last person that stood up and said something was kyle rittenhouse i haven't heard shit since i'm just saying (laughs) greenbeard you were trying to get a comment in there go ahead brother well, no, I mean, just none of their narratives fit. I mean, it just doesn't fit. I mean, even if you talk about, like, the, the whole thing on January 6th, it's like, like, think about, like, how many people that was, okay? From the Capitol to the White House, it was just a flood of people, right? I was at home. I was picking on Antifa at home, you know? It's like, that ain't the Patriots. That's not us. Yeah. You know, if we if we really were violent extremists, right? If we were really domestic terrorists, if we pushed in, from the freaking Capitol, from the White House to the Capitol, we could have not, we could have knocked that building over, man. Yeah. There were so many people there. Yeah, I'm but it wasn't. Like it was a handful strong. of people. Yeah, we were it like, was I was thinking two and a half to three mil, man. I mean, that's a lot of people. If we really wanted to do something, you're absolutely right. Well, that would have been Pelosi and the Democrats took full advantage of that, using infiltrators and agitators to make sure they could form the narrative they wanted to create, and that's why they has been so effective at this fight because they're effective at manipulating public opinion. It's something we talked about this week with, with insurgencies and how Stalin and Marx have used that in the past to change the mind of the public uh, in a very effective way. And that's what they've been doing. That's the Marxist playbook. Casey, appreciate you. Any last thoughts before I let you go, my friend? Well, the last thing I want to say is like all these groups, um, they, they try to uh, be 
give off this impression like they're these uh like uh radical like free thinkers but they're all their ideas align with people that are trying to push a narrative like like companies politicians whatever so it's not really their agenda but they think it is Mm -hmm. exactly well, they've been well brainwashed said. over and over and over and over again. I mean, they've told us for five years, told well, not us, but I mean, they've told people for five years they hate Trump. Everybody loved Donald Trump before, before he right. came down that escalator. Like, how many rap songs was he in? How many people wanted to be him? How many times did something happen in the world or in our country? And they're like, oh, we got to get Donald Donald Trump's take on it. How do you have the number one show on NBC for 15 seasons with The Apprentice you know, I think he was basically auditioning to run the world, right? I think he was basically, that was his audition tape, you, you know? Go. But I mean, like they've just told people over and over and over and over and over again. You know, I, I've seen it with my daughter in public school. Now she's in college. She's immersed in it for a year. Yeah. And I'm seeing her change, her, her thinking change. And it breaks my heart. These people think that they're like, oh, we got all these ideas and we got all these things. And they really don't. It's just like you said, they're just parroting back what they've been told. They don't have an original thought between them. You know, you've heard more discussion about Martin Luther King's message of, of peaceful change through nonviolence through our platforms. And you've heard anywhere else that on CNN, have you heard, when's the last time you heard CNN talk about nonviolent, peaceful change? They make excuses for violence instead. That's a very good point, man. Casey, it's always good to hear from you, man. Go ahead. Well, Well, like, look at the rallies. Look at like just the sheer number of people that came to those rallies, like pop up rallies that were just like hours within, you know, and they would be full of people to, you know, like the planned ones all over the place. Right. Never a violent thing. You could bring your kids They, You know, there was never even protest because there was too many of us, you know, Antifa and the BLM pussies, you know, they didn't want to do anything. Right. So but like think about all those rallies and everything that we saw what he did, 28 in the last month up uh, up until the election. No violence, no nothing. Yeah. But, you know, then we had the summer love all last year. We had all the things in, in all those Democrats. Say, Look at what we had in Atlanta, you know, all these things. But it does. It's not us. It's it, they're total projectionist. That's all. They they accuse us of what they actually do themselves. Yeah. But they own the media. They own big tech. They own academia. They own Hollywood, all of it. So every place that people go to get information, they're constantly being hit with this message. And if you can't get yourself out of it, you know, if you can't wake yourself up and and start thinking for yourself, you're going to get sucked into this thing. Well, they said it on the news, you know, I mean, this is, oh, surely like, look at this, an actor. Why would he lie to us? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. Go ahead, Casey. Last thoughts, my friend. Well, that was that was my last thought. I just want to say thanks for letting me share that. Good stuff, man. I always appreciate it when you call in. Do do call back more often, Casey. Much love, brother. Appreciate okay. it, Casey. Good uh, stuff, brother. Much love. All right. Always good. We have a lot of callers here, so we're gonna try to get to as many as possible. Uh, Greenberg, you're rather popular today. Uh, let me get. Uh, let's see. We got three others in here. Uh, Canadian Patriot Denise in the Texan. I got you next. Uh, let me get this newer caller in here that I have, that I don't recognize the number four, uh, seven, three, four. Can you unmute hit star six and let me know what your name is when you get a moment, Joe, what's going on over there in chat? Yeah. Just a, a quick shout out again, people, uh, throwing some gold pills out there. Really appreciate Navy vet, uh, man. I, I love you too, brother. Mistborn, Leah bird, 
um, Mistborn, Freedom's Not Free, Dog Nuts 10, Dolphan 72, Dawn S. Man, I love you guys. Thank you all for the gold pills. Much appreciated. Yeah, appreciate you guys very much. Uh, caller, if I could get you to hit star six to unmute, and that should be the way to to uh, get your mic to let you talk. Uh, don't forget to make sure the stream is uh, boxed in the background. Uh, but I would love to hear from you if you can hit that star six button, and then we'll we'll get you in here with Greenbeard. And it doesn't look like it wants to work. Mm, I hate when I have to put people back on hold. But I can't have uh, wasting too much time here, my friend. So star six, last chance, hit star six on your phone, and it should unmute you. Otherwise, I'll put you back in. We'll try again in another couple minutes here. Apologize for that, my friend. Appreciate it, Casey Powell. Just uh, donated some gold pills. The ship, much love to the brothers and the Fox fam. Peace to you all. Judy, the lady pug for the cookie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Canadian Patriot 17, I see you in the house. Go ahead and unmute, brother. What's on your mind today? Hey, guys, how you doing? Fantastic. Hey. Fantastic. Ah, happy fucking Friday, boys. Hey, yeah. Fucking Friday, Lee, huh? Yeah, we can say it here. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I got a question for Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg, hey, I uh, hear you say a lot that you, um, God puts things on your heart and he nudges you to do something and I, and, or, or maybe not to do something. And I, I just wanted you to kind of help. Uh, maybe you can describe that. What, how does that work for you? Like, how do you know God's sort of put something on your heart? I don't doubt it. I just kind of want to know how it works. Uh, I don't really know how to explain it. Um, you know, it's just kind of like I get it. I get it like an impression or, you know, like there seems to be like a reoccurring thing that keeps coming up on my mind or, you know, I, I, I'll dream about something or, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll be thinking about something in my prayer time. You know, I'll get like little visions and little scenes and things I see. And then, you know, people back it up or I'll hear somebody say the same thing or, you know, it, it always seems to be like reoccurring things. Or, you know, like back when he was telling me to broadcast, every time I thought about, you know, going on and, and checking out people's broadcasts and like I felt like I needed to, to get on there, my heart would just start racing, like uh, like almost yeah. out of my chest, you know. Um, you know, like people in the chat, like when I'm watching in the chat, you know, God, like he like literally highlights people in the chat. Like I know, I know people to pay attention to or, you know, even without seeing a prayer request, sometimes I know somebody's going through some things. I don't really know how to explain it. I just, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in tune with the spirit and I try to, I try to obey those, those, those nudges, you know, I wish I had a better way to explain it, but. Well, I'm sure it's really personal for everyone. I just kind of wanted to, to hear um, what, what you kind of go through because I mean, on my personal, I guess it's kind of the same way you do. I, I see coincidences. What I see is kind of like little puzzle pieces that I that only I would notice. Like no one else would know that's a puzzle piece. And then I, I kind of pick it up and then I put it in a in a bag of coincidences or little omens I call them. And then when I at the end of the day, I kind of look in my bag and I see these little omens and I kind of try to piece them together and it kind of shows me a part a part of a picture. And that's yeah. when I know. Like I'm either on the right path or maybe, uh, or, you know, or maybe I'm not on the right path. I need some more omens out there and stuff. So that that's kind of the way I, I can describe it. But I appreciate you sharing that with us, buddy. That's that's cool. Because I've, I've heard you say it a lot that God's put this on your heart or he's nudging you. And, mm. and I, I've often wondered what that might be for you or feel like. So thanks for that. Well, it all started like uh, like within the first night of me getting saved or, you know, coming to the Lord. You know, it was like, uh, 
you know, he, he cleaned me out and sent me off to play with my kids for the day. And then I had a, a quiet moment. And, you know, a pastor told me later on, it's probably when the Holy Spirit came in. But it was like, and the only way I know how to explain it is like the best part of the acid trip, you know, like, like when you start figuring things out and like you were saying, like all the puzzle pieces start coming together. It's like my wife got up and left the room and she came back in the room and she sat down and talked to me for like three hours. And she was looking at me like, who the hell are you? You know, it's because it's like all these little answers, all these little scenes, all these little all these little connected things like we think about like the you know the conspiracy theory board with all the all the little bits of yarn like everything just starts to come together you know one key thing for me especially and i think for a lot of people you have to allow yourself to understand that maybe you aren't in full control of your life and a lot of people don't allow themselves to to put be put themselves in a situation where they don't think that their life is under their control for me, once you start, once you start the the foundation of a, of understanding that maybe there's more to your life than what you want it to be, that you can allow yourself to be guided, you you then allow you allow yourself to see and hear those little nudges here and there. So for mm-hmm. some people, it becomes just a daily thing. Like you just wake up and you just go, okay, go, okay, Lord, what today? And whatever happens, happens. Like for me, I have to put myself in uncomfortable situations to allow a nudge. Sometimes I don't, I, I still won't see it. I'll like, it'll go right by me, you know, but if I put myself in an uncomfortable situation and allow just that situation to, to generate whatever it's going to generate, sometimes, you know, great things happen or sometimes really bad things happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's like, you know, the further that you go in that in the relationship, you know, not only can you start to see kind of ahead a little bit, right? I mean, we still stay in today, you start to see how things kind of flow together. But I like to look back, and I can start to see how things, you know, it's kind of like the, the future pro- proves the past, you know, it's, it's like, you see, like, how all these things kind of came together. And it really is a plan. Well, if this hadn't happened, then this wouldn't have happened. And now I understand why this happened, or I understand why I went through this, you know, and it's kind of like all these great little learning lessons too. You know, one of the beautiful things about it really was, was like the pain and stuff that I went through in my life, actually finding out that that wasn't just like shit luck that I had, or like some terrible hand that I was dealt that it actually, my pain had a purpose, you know, to help other people. If well, thanks. Th- th- I'm going to, I'm going to split because I, I just, I get a kick out of just listening to you guys. And I'm hoping that Denise is going to call in and I, I don't want to listen to her call. So um, um, I just want to thank, thank you, Greg, for uh, your show and, and, and what you've been doing. And, and just thanks for helping me keep God and Jesus in my thoughts um, because that's, that's kind of what you do. And, and I appreciate it because I, I benefit from that totally. So uh, thanks guys. Love your show. It's just keeps getting better and better. So uh, keep up the great work. Thanks, bro. Much Appreciate love. you big time, man. Hey, Appreciate you, Canadian you. Patriot. Take care, brother. Okay, ciao for now. I love him. He's so great. Hey, Canadian Patriot. He is. Yeah. And we got people oh, fighting, you know, Canada. We have people fighting in Australia. We have Denise, our UK I just noticed that she was in the waiting room. I was going to try to catch him and tell him to hang out with us so he could hear Denise. Yeah, he could have stayed. That's no worries. Denise, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Happy Jiff Day. Happy Jib Day. Do you know what Jib Day happy. is? No, what's Jib Day? Can you speak English, please? Jib. It's Jib. Well, 
when I worked with the Scottish reg- Regiment on Fridays, they all used to wear their kilts, and we called it Jocks in Frocks Day. Gotcha. <laughs> so it's Happy Gif Day. Right, that there's something <laughs> that naughty Amy, that oh, naughty Amy go. jumping in the front of the queue. <laughs> <laughs> Before putting the number up for anybody else, I will give her <laughs> such a slap. Right. Oh my gosh. That's so hilarious. Amy Joe is always talking about how she wants wants to hear you say the word naughty. I don't think she realized that the word naughty was going to be used because of her. <laughs> <laughs> I do try and sneak it in for her sometimes, and it's specifically for her when I do it. <laughs> Right, number one, can we roll back to Bill Barr? Can we? Certainly. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Now, having, having the consensus been made that Donald Trump deliberately allowed uh, Joe Biden to win this election in order to expose the corruption and the cheating, etc., of all those governors and poll watch poll counters, etc., and then it coming out also that Bill Barr wrote Joe Biden's EOs for him, and look how those EOs have turned out. Joe has fallen flat on his face with those EOs. Don't it sort of appear that that could all be part of the same thing? Do you Bill have Barr making? Do you have evidence what? that that Bill Barr is the one writing the executive orders? Well, it came out, didn't it, not long afterwards, um, that uh, Bill Barr had stopped helping Trump and had actually written um, the EOs for Joe Biden. I don't know where I saw hmm. it. Interesting. I may have I did missed see that. it a few times. I did see it mentioned a few times, and this since all this election corruption and cheating came, and the consensus being that Trump could have deliberately allowed that to happen, and Bill Barr writing those EOs that have all made Joe Biden fall flat on his face seems a bit of a coinkydink, don't you think? Pretty interesting. Have you heard anything about that, Greenbeard? I, I miss that, but if that, I mean, if that's I haven't true, heard anything about that. Yeah, I mean, it could, it could be true. I, you know, it, it wouldn't, you know, he, he's an SES. He's a senior executive service employee of the government. So he's a career government or he, they can, he's basically under contract with the government for his life. I mean, that's the way he's, that those people work, really. They don't, nobody really ever retires in that, in that kind of realm, you know. They're all well, advisors. They all have some role some way. So it would not surprise me. The, the one thing I will say is this. I don't think Trump let it happen. I think he was forced to not fight it. And I think he was given threats of a, of like another pandemic or some, some horrific happening um, to the population. That's the only motivation I can give that I can think of that Trump would need to lo- allow it to happen. Right. If, is if the population or, or, or something horrific was going to happen if he fought it. So I think, there, I think there's something to be said about that, Denise. And I mean, you know, what's what's more to be said is they haven't been able to get anything accomplished at all. I mean, Manchin and others have been stepping up and making sure that the radical left doesn't get their agenda. So, you know, there's a lot to be said about where we're at right now, for sure. I agree, Denise. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it appears that other people have seen that as well. I've noticed in chat that they've seen that, that Barr wrote those first EOs for ah, Joe. Yes, I see K- KS2A agrees. Okay, good. So that's interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'm look more into that, Denise. Maybe we can do some digs this weekend on it. Yeah, Glenn also agree- Glenn also agreed that- too uh, with that, that those EOs were written back in December. Um, I kind of do sort of, now that you mentioned it, I do kind of sort of remember talking about that now, Denise. I'm glad you brought that up. Now, that is a, that's a big stealth bomber, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's exactly With right. With those, those things happening together. The other thing is this G7, they're all there. Macron, Merkel, Boris, they're all there. They all flew in and the chanting green. We must be greener. And they all flew in. They had no um, no quarantine for them, but we're not allowed to go anywhere that's red. And if you go anywhere that's green, like just happened to Portugal, people went there on a holiday because it was green, it was allowed. And then while they were there, it changed to orange, which means with caution. And they came back early to have to go in quarantine and pay the privilege. That's £2,000 per person. Wait, so you're... You're saying that the government has issued travel restrictions based on what they think the threat level is of COVID in the country? Yep. I, I did not yep. know this. I had no idea that there was travel restrictions. You, can you fly the U.S.? Um, I don't know. Huh. I've never inquired. Um, oh. But oh. that's what's come out. Wow. And the, uh, the, Eng- the England football team's got getting a real hammering because they insist on taking the knee before every match and they got booed. And the, the manager said that it wasn't quite cricket, don't you know, booing the England players for taking the knee, knee and showing support for BLM, etc. But they played one against Portugal a few days ago, they played a match. And the English players all took the knee and the Portugal players stood there pointing to their um, their tops, their T-shirts with their names on. So showing respect, um, but not for BLM. They refused to take a knee. English players are getting booed every time they walk on a pitch, which warms the cockles of my heart. Same playbook, um, huh? Yes. Hey, yeah. Denise, uh, real quick. Yeah. Did you hear about the picture that uh, that they took? They were all like six feet apart, even though they've all been vaccinated, supposedly. Yeah. They were all like standing six feet apart and like almost like a mannequin like type look. And then mm-hmm. the best comment that I saw on Twitter was, hey, aliens, if you're watching right now, this would be the time to beam them up. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that that's was my good. thought throughout the whole G7 event. I'm just that's saying. Good. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're all walking around and they they haven't got masks on and they're elbow bumping. But when they go into a news conference, they put the masks on. Yep. But outside of the news conference, they're they're not wearing them. Exactly. So, um, yes, of course, the media has been fawning all over Joe, saying how wonderful he is and what a breath of fresh air he is, etc., which annoys me. Because I'm sick to the back teeth of the adverts being pushed on telly. Get your jab. If Get your first one if you haven't had it. And if you had your first one, take your second one. Thank you for reminding um, me. Today I get a phone call from the VA in Madison. 
And I'm like, what are you calling me for? Leave me alone. I don't have any appointments coming. So I answer the phone. I'm like, hello? And she's like, hello, Mr. Keon. This is so-and-so from the VA. I said, yeah. She goes, well, did you get the vaccine yet? I said, why are you asking me that? <laughs> well, sir, we're, we're going around asking all vets to see if they've gotten the vaccine. I said, oh, yeah, click. <laughs> How's that answer done? Who feels that they have a right to ask me about HIPAA fucking violations stuff that they have no right to know about? Mm-hmm. And just call me on the yeah. phone and be like, hey, just wondering, hey, did you get it yet? Fuck you. How's that sound? Yeah, I've had texts and phone calls. Um, I'm just phoning you up. Can we book you in for your vaccine? I says, no, you can't. <laughs> oh, Thanks is it not that. convenient? I says, it'll never be convenient. I'm not interested. Thank you very much. Please take me off your list. How desperate are they, though? I mean, it's, unbel- it's unbelievable because right now I know in Illinois where I live, there's only about 38, 39% of total people who have had both doses. That's not a lot, Matt. We should is uh is our guy Matt Pop Palladius out there? We need a shirt, man. We need a shirt. Not not a sheep, no vax, and just start sell, selling the shit out of those. Maybe we'll see if we can make more money than than uh, big pharma. Think that'll happen? It's it's ridiculous. When in history, when has there ever been advertisements, blackmail, bribery, and threats being used to take to make you take a vaccine? Never, 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 never. much, much less a special use emergency vaccine on top of it. Go ahead, Greenberg. They've even got special packaging on like the fast food stuff. Now your drinks and your fry packages, man, they got, you know, get your vax, get your Kobe, do your part. You know, you watch TV and you got the runners on the bottom and say, be ready when it's your turn. <laughs> well, I call that it's ridiculous. Anyway, I'll hop off. I've had my little say. I'll hop off and leave you to the rest of your your evening, your show. Much love, oh, Denise. God, God bless you, Denise, and thank you so much for saying naughty. <laughs> <laughs> naughty. A, yes, I love it. Thank you so much for the call, Denise. Much love. Have a great weekend. Okay, night. Night. The Texan Man, I, in the house. Denise, it's always good to hear from Denise across the pond, and it, we have uh, the Texan, as always, on the road looking on, working on his audio. Joe, go ahead. What's up, Texan? How you doing today, brother? Oh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I saw Denise was in it. She's still on. Oh, she she just left. Dang it! See? Oh, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> uh, what a Southern belle she is. Hey, Greenbeard. You know, I was thinking, dude. Uh, if you worked on a construction site, man, uh, you're you're a safety guy, and OSHA would be very proud of you. I mean, <laughs> that, 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 hey, look, we're matches. <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> It glows in the dark too. Yeah, don't, don't come to my job. Don't make us all start doing that shit just to be seen, <laughs> you know, for safety reasons. So, now it's good to see you. Now, hey guys, y'all, y'all were talking about uh, Greenbeard. Uh, you were talking earlier about uh, uh, how you felt on the so-called inauguration day, and uh, you couldn't believe what you were seeing. And I, I mean, we we had this conversation before with uh, the brothers here that, uh, you know, it was like the the letdown, and it was like, what what did I just see? And blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Well. You know, I, I thought about it for, for a while and uh, put some things together. Okay, I honestly believe with all my heart that uh, there was going to be an imminent attack on the American people if the, if the White Hats uh, went ahead and pulled off their operation. 
I honestly believe that. I mean, y'all, y'all think back on the day, on that particular day, what was going on? Hell, they barricaded themselves in uh, in Washington. We we had uh, you know <laughs> we had the full force of the Navy on the East Coast and the West Coast. We had the fucking Coast Guards up in the Potomac. We had uh, all kinds of fucking assets in the air. Uh, the Russians had dispatched their Navy to to certain points uh, on the globe and. You know, something was going to go. To, oh, and the National Guard was uh, dispatched throughout the nation through uh, key points, key cities and everything. All of this at one time. And you're going to tell me uh, there wasn't a plan that was going to go down. You know, that that was a, an operation that was supposed to happen. And uh, being at the event and uh, listening to General Flynn, it just solidified it for me. Whenever I heard him out of his own mouth, I heard him say we were outmaneuvered. Hmm. We were outmaneuvered. All right. So I believe, honestly, that there was going to be an imminent attack on the American people and that the White Hats decided that the loss of life was not worth going through following through the operation. So they, they had to uh, withdraw at the, at the final hour and uh, regroup. And I think that's where we're at now. We may have lost that battle, but we haven't lost this war. I think part of the outmaneuvering, too, was being able to control uh, the Republican lawyers who didn't fight as as hard as they should have fought against some things. You can get one or two good lawyers to start getting some stuff moving, but if you don't have a team of lawyers that are going to make sure that they're going after it from the beginning, it's clear that the GOP wasn't involved on it at the at the local level with lawyers the way the the Democrats were. That that story sure. broke months before, a year before. We, yeah. I, we talked about it on the channel at least a year before, about 900 lawyers being deployed to all these election places. It's not as if they didn't know. So I mm-hmm. think being outmaneuvered is, 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 is many different ways. One of the ways yeah. is making sure that our side didn't fight. And I think there's probably multiple reasons for that, that, you know, you're probably right. There's more to, to it than meets the eye. Well, I think just to add another quick point, there was, um, you know, about, about the fraud is, is we were ready for the Democrats. We weren't ready for the Republicans to be, to be a, a, yeah. a big part of that as well. I mean, honestly, I don't think we were, I mean, th- I think that's just part of it. I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Sure. sure there's, there's many aspects of it, but I, I really believe that, uh, you know, that, that, that there was going to be an imminent attack on the American people if Joe Biden was not inaugurated that day. And I, I believe that with all my heart. I think he and was I under, mean, I think Trump was under distress in some way. There's no doubt in my mind that he, he was given Intel in some way that if you follow through with us, here's what's going to happen. And it's probably the worst case scenario of what Q planned us for, which is a fire sale, 10 days of darkness, chaos everywhere, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. gas prices at $6 a gallon, food shortages, and the rest. I mean, that would cause a disaster that would go around the world. So, I think there's a lot to it, and I don't think it's over either. I think I think General Flynn saying outmaneuvered is a public statement. I don't think he, if you asked him deep down, does he really believe that there isn't a counter move coming, he would just wink at you and smile. <laughs> and, and you know, I miss the, I, well, I never got the opportunity to actually sit and spend time with uh, General Flynn uh, like one individual did, uh, Joe. Uh, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Or I, you know, I, I would have asked him that. Ah, question, General Flynn's just a good uh, friend I, I now. We just, I just call him my buddy, and by now he's, he's like my military buddy right. guy. He's, you know, I see him all the time now. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 
Yeah, right, right, right. So uh, anyway, no, I, I wanted to bring that up because uh, I, I remember right before uh, the election, too, I can't remember exactly where it was, but it was a conference that uh, Trump was having. And it was about it 30 was seconds, about Texan. OK, it was about COVID, but he did say that uh, he's got a big decision to make because uh, millions of people's lives uh, could be lost or or at or at stake or something like that. But anyway, that, that's just what I think, man, uh, you know, uh, just from my, my observations. But, man, I know you're up against the clock there. Thanks for taking my call, guys. And uh, Joe, see you on Sunday, right? Nine o'clock central. Yeah, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't miss it. The show oh, yeah, with Joe and average uh, with the Texan and average Joe this Sunday. Texan, appreciate you, brother. Be safe, man. See you down the road. Much love, brother. Greenbeard, uh, just a quick uh, summary on what you think about uh, the idea that potentially uh, Trump or people around him were were under distress and had were forced to make a decision they maybe didn't want to make. Well, I'm you know I'm not I'm not willing to rule that out. I mean, yeah, yeah, I would definitely say we had more. We had more troops on the ground in D.C. than we did overseas, you know? Yeah. Never. I mean, I've been around 50 years, man. I've never seen anything like that in my life before. You yeah. Know? And we were just watching it happen. What, to keep us out? Like us, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm uh, with you. Joe, wrap at it one up point I was At one point, I was wondering whether it was to keep them in. <laughs> right? They were protecting exactly. themselves. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Well, Blow Switch said out there, Trump held off on martial law and civil war. Talk about saving lives. Screw the COVID scam, he says. Interesting perspective there. Man, it's just been an absolutely great show with you, Greenbeard. It has flown by. Tons right. of gold pills out there. We're up to 17,000 gold pills. Casey uh, Powwow, Warrior Mima, Mighty Patriot, Miss Bourne. Johnny Cash's Ragged Old Flag. Tune in Sunday night. I will play that song for you, Mighty Patriot. Miss Bourne, Warrior Mima, Navy Vet. They're, uh, yeah, exactly. God nods are real. No coincidences, as Q said. That's right, Navy Vet. And many more out there. Man, you guys, don't forget to just unplug, walk away, go outside, try to catch your canopy uh, floating away. <laughs> Um, enjoy the, you know, enjoy your surroundings, enjoy your family, get away from uh, your phone, get away from everything, unplug, relax, unwind. Thank you all for joining us today on Uncensored. Much love, Greenbeard. Thanks for joining us today, man. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It was, a, it was an honor and a blessing to be here. Hey, I appreciate you big time, Greenbeard, and we look forward to hearing more from you. Tell us what you got upcoming on your for your shows and what's your, do you have a usual show schedule nowadays? Yeah, Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time till noon. Uh, then I kick it off to Delhi. Um, Miguel Fournier and I are heading out to Tampa next week, the 17th through the 19th, going to be at the Health of Freedom Conference season uh, episode two. Uh, so we'll be there covering that for Cloud Hub. And then uh, I started doing uh, Founder Friday with Jeff Brand, the CEO of Cloud Hub, on Friday night, so 8 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. 8 p.m. Eastern tonight, you'll be going live? Yep. Awesome. Sounds good. Don't forget us over on the Fox. So when you get huge, brother, appreciate you very much, man. And don't love the comfy bunker. He loves the comfy bunker. I do, man. It's the best. Hell yeah. Love our you gotta love it. It's a way that we can always find each other and have conversations like we had today, man. I appreciate you big time. Have a blessed evening and enjoy your weekend as well, bro. Hey, God bless you guys. You too, brother.
With that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thank you for joining us on uh, Brothers Uncensored, as you do every day, 5 p.m. Eastern. Thank you all for the support out there and, and through Gold Pills and otherwise. Appreciate you guys very much. Have a great weekend. God bless you all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.